Yeah, this is the second actual episode of Strange with Stevie Mo. I am your host. Sorry to sorry about it. I'm your host, Stevie Mo, the uh the mid card messiah, the uh the son of Carpenter. And uh with me is my, <laughs> my buddy, <laughs> my homie. Uh and we're 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 officially homies. I think we uh, we got we got homies uh got cliff cadet from all the way from new york what's going on dude what's going on brother how are you oh another day in paradise man it's a beautiful friday night i'm drinking green tea and i'm being lame not going out (laughs) and drinking or anything it's (laughs) oh it it, kind of sucks but uh for for those of you who uh aren't you who uh who cliff is i will uh i'll let you introduce yourself and We'll get going from there. What's going on, man? Thanks for having me. So, um, mm. so, so your, so your listeners know my name's Cliff Cadet. Like you said, um, I'm a Christian husband, father, um, and new bow hunter. You know, from New York City. Um, and that's really it, man. That's about it. And and lover of all things hip hop. Let, let me add that to the add that to the mix. Oh yeah, and that's uh, it, it, it's funny how all this ties in how we actually got to know each other. So going back with with a little history, which by the way we'll get into we'll get into your history too. And I do want to mention that uh, every episode I am going to try and do vet shout outs. However, I'm still getting used to some uh, communication, so I don't have a whole lot of pre editing tools. Let that uh, you know, just kind of let that uh, let that go. But a vet I do want to shout out is uh, is a good buddy of mine, Tyler Tyler Green. He um, He's a good buddy of mine. I work with him. He's a, he's been all around good dude. And we had a really good talk today. I hadn't seen him in a while. You know, with COVID, we used to hang out all the time and saw him at work. Great times. And he's a he's a good dude. So uh, thank you for your service there, Tyler. Uh, yeah, we man. really appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thank you, Tyler. Yeah. And we'll uh, we'll we'll get we'll keep getting into this episode. So, Cliff, you you're an interesting cat because the first time I saw you, you had you have your own podcast now. Yes, yes. And it's called When the Hunt Calls. What What's really fascinating about this podcast, and why I I love it to death, it took uh, a city that I've always wanted to go to, and I, I've listened to a lot of hip-hop, so I've always heard all the stories and you know, just seen all the, all the movies. You eventually want to go there, and you're like, but how could I ever leave there? I love hunting around here. The, it's gorgeous. There's just open fields, and... You know, the, the the saying around the Midwest here, especially in Iowa, is, oh, man, those, those guys don't know how we live. Well, <laughs> there's actually people who are starting to figure it out. You're you're one of them. Mm. And so if you want to talk about that a little bit, how you got started into that, and then so complete how to, how we met real quick, and then we'll get into the, the real meat and taters, which I'm excited no about. No doubt, no doubt. So, um, all right, so check it out. Archery, right? Uh, bows, bows mm-hmm. and arrows. All right, so... Growing up here in New York City, you don't really see that too tough, except for maybe um, the private schools, things like that. At least when I was growing up, it was an activity that I even thought about. You know what I'm saying? Um, not right. me, not my boys growing up, nothing like that. It wasn't, it wasn't anything we associated ourselves with. Um, now, fast forward, it's, uh, we're in 2020 now. Fast forward to 2017. And, um, you know, my, my cousin happened to be going out and purchasing a bow for himself and his daughter, you know, as an activity for them to, to do. But what's funny is growing up, me and my cousin, we were big into, like, wanting to do stuff like that. We used to make our own little, like, toy bows out of, like, rubber <laughs> rubber bands and wire hangers and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Let, let, let's call those hood oh, bows. Yeah. Let's call those hood bows. You know what I'm saying? So, Dude, the hood bows. You know what I'm saying? So, so yep. that's 27, summer 2017. I bought my own my own bow, um, my own arrows. Um, I didn't really start shooting it steady until winter of 2018 going into January of 2019. And, um, and right around that time in January 2019, I started this uh, Instagram account called urban archery nyc and um when i had started that account it was more like you know anyone who had any tips tricks to offer about stuff like that you know what i'm saying um to share them you know i was willing to learn but right around that time something you're familiar with was uh the ata show 
was was mm-hmm. was kicking off. And I happened to see all these posts, all this shit of, of new gear, new bows, new arrows. Like, you know how it is. It's like it's, oh, yeah. it's like the Comic-Con of the hunting industry. You know what I'm saying? I, I believe that particular show. I, I was at that one. Yeah, yeah. That 2019. Yes, I was there, actually. I remember that. So, um, so yeah. So then I saw that and I was like, shit. I was like, I'd like to hunt. Like, something about that. Like, as I started following more and more people on social media, I was like, hell. I was like, this is something, um, you know, I'd like to do. But then being from New York City, I was like, hell, how do I do this? So I start, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, with, within mm-hmm. the five boroughs of New York City, it's illegal to hunt. You feel me? So I, I started, yeah. you know, putting out feelers here and there and whatnot. But also at the same time, coming from New York, I think kind of like you, um, you know what I'm saying? I, I started putting out there, sharing my love of hip hop too. And that was how you and I started vibing more, more so, more mm-hmm. so than the whole, the whole, um, hunting thing. You feel me? So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, you want, you want me to continue or you want to jump in there? No, yeah, that's a that's that's kind of a, a nice little point because I, I do want to hop in right there to where where I first for where you first got on my radar. So I I was with working class bow hunter at the time, which by the way, them guys are still killing it. I uh, love this. I love seeing those guys out there just just hustling, and it gives me a chance to focus on focus on this show. So I'm super proud of super proud of all the time I was there, and yeah, there's everyone's still my boys. Hey, maybe maybe I'll pop up on an episode here or there, but it was it was at that point where I want to say maybe this is getting close to about a year yeah. ago, somewhere around there. So late 2019, I had seen. I think maybe you had tagged me in something, or I I'd been aware of you. I'm like, all right, and you're in this bodega. And you're going around. You're like, oh shit! Oh, <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. I I remember this this video. I think it was an Instagram story, and you're just like, "Hey, where's the bush light?" Yes, yes. <laughs> the dude on the counter was like, "What? Yes. Bush what?" Because because y'all were you're, all right. Now I remember because I had been listening to to working class for like for maybe a month or so. Um, yeah, it was mm. a, just a, just a little over a year ago. I just started listening to working class boys, and um. Yo, you guys were pounding bush lights like crazy. I was like, what the hell is this stuff? So I'm like... But four episodes in and you already knew we were a bunch of drunks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so I was like, all right, I'm going to hit the hood. I'm going to hit the corner bodega spot and start looking for bush light. I'm walking through and then yo, dude's looking at me like, bush what? Yo, I still can't find bush light anywhere here, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and I, tag, oh. I tagged you in in the post as well. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So that <laughs> that's how then we became buddy. I'm like, who in the fuck is? So I started following you. Would kind of check out your stories every now and again. You'd be out there shooting, and all of a sudden, like to me, it was. I knew you were in New York, so if you're listening to any uh, any type of Wu Tang tribe, call quest anything, I'm like, oh, that's. I, I I would assume that's part for the course because yes, that's where this originated. And everybody, in my mind, has the utmost love and respect for the the whole music scene, which I'm fascinated with. I could be wrong; I've never mm-hmm. been there, but I'm like, yeah, why why not? Like, I listen to l- little fun fact: the most famous musician that's from this area is, and he's he grew up in the same town as me in Rock Island, Illinois, is Jesse Johnson. I think I talked about this on your podcast, but he was the guitar player for Morris Day in the Time. And they knew about him, and Prince came down here, and they basically signed him. And he was in Purple Rain, all Mm -hmm. that. And he was most recently on D'Angelo's tour. Oh, really? When D'Angelo came back. Yeah, when he came back and did his, uh, uh, was it Black Messiah? Is that what the tour was? Mm, I honestly don't know. I got, I'm spacing out, but it was a couple years ago. So it, it, I I always got to play Jesse Johnson just because hey, he's from the from the area. Got to love and support him. So that's just <laughs> in my mind. That's how uh, a, a town or a five boroughs of what fifteen million people live, something like that. Everybody's on the same page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is what <laughs> is what I'm thinking. But but anywho, we we kind of started talking back and forth, and there was during during the quarantine shutdown. All these, everybody that does stand up music, 
nobody could do anything. So they figured out that virtual, like virtual concerts were really taking off. Clutch does a great job with the Doom Saloons. There's been a ton of people and Swiss Beats was putting something together and it was a battle. And immediately as soon as I saw it, you were the first person I thought. Yeah, of. yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Mm-hmm. It was a it's funny because I remember I was laid up on the couch in my apartment and it was a it was a Saturday night to be exact. And then um mm-hmm. I remember I happened to be on Instagram, I get a DM for you, and you sent me the the live where it was um the versus battle, it was Rizza versus DJ Premier. And and I was just like, oh shit! And it, what was cool was you not only sent that to me, but we literally stayed out because that was a couple of hours long that that they were battling, <laughs> and me and you, me yeah. and you are watching this shit, commenting to each other back and forth every time RZA played a hot joint, every time Primo played uh, played a hot joint, and then I remember you were going uh, like bad shit crazy every time like somebody dope like a, a huge celebrity like it was. It, it was one thing with you and me, you know, uh, sharing comments on it. But we were watching these celebrities jump in on and, and watching this shit, too. It was insane. It, the people you wouldn't even think about. There was a there was a couple of couple of odd ones like uh, like famous chefs and stuff were hopping in there. But it was it was cool because you knew it was all about the love of the music. And for me to sit there and be in a live with with all these guys and me and you really. really it's cool because we bonded that yeah. night. You know, you you got to. You're sitting there, you're like, all right, you know, when you were coming up, that was that was about the time when it was hot. Now all of a sudden, you're like, who is this this little thirty year old white boy? How does he know? <laughs> how does he know incarcerated Scarfaces? But you know what? That but that, but that's that's what it that's what it is. It's all right mm. to be honest, right? So I've I've met a lot of people within the hunting community, within the hunting industry, who have expressed that. They they they're into hip hop. They love hip hop, especially especially Wu Tang. Everybody, oh, everybody yeah. within the hunting community and industry seems to love them some Wu Tang. But you were the first person, honestly, that took it for an, to another level with me. That was just like, holy shit, this dude knows what he's talking about. Like, <laughs> yo, he's not playing. Like, and then and then um, I think we ended up talking more about music, and it went even deeper. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. but uh. But uh, what do you call it? That night was just that was it was a dope night though, and then we've been really cool ever since. Yeah, and I remember you're, you're, uh, you were like, dude, I just got here, so New York, just got. Here. And then as soon as it played, I remember getting this DM. Yo, yep, 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 yep. no, 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 <laughs> almost Not so New York, so ghetto, so ghetto by Jay Z. Oh, so, so said, ghetto, it was by so Jay-Z. ghetto, yeah, yeah, because that was one of my favorite tracks that that Premier produced. You know what I'm saying? For for people yep. who don't who are listening right now and don't know that in that bat particular battle, um, every song that RZA played and then every song that DJ Premier played were songs that they produced. You know what I'm saying? So they were whipping out some fucking classics. You know what I'm saying? Some classics, and it had me going like down memory I, lane. You know the the honestly the. Battle should have been over when Daytona 500 hit. Yeah, that that to me, I I can't remember the first time I the first time I heard that track. I was working in a record store, and I'll 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 express how I got into hip hop here a little bit. But the way I got into it in high school, you know, we were always just we were just goofballs, you know, doing stupid shit, driving around. Maybe doing illegal activities, but everybody was always listening to Gucci Mane. Mm. And if you if you weren't that, you were listening to country. So it's like you got one one or the other. Or there was the uh, the kids that always hung out Hot Topic. <laughs> and so then they were listening to. Uh, I, I'm not even gonna get into uh, all those bands, but I listened to them at one point. So that's kind of how. Uh, that's kind of how I got into the rap. Now, how I got into other music and where other music took me deep, I was, it, this This is kind of a cool stepping stone. So my dad, you know, kind of was listening to classic rock here and there, but he introduced me to two musicians, one being Stevie Ray Vaughan, which I love that guy to death. I, I will still listen to his music to the day I die, and a cat named Robin Trower. And I'm like, dude, these guys can play guitar. But I'm like, but they sound a lot different to me than a lot of other guitar players. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, take it back to 
going back to where their influences were, and that's how I got very, very heavy into blues music and jazz. And I I really, really enjoyed soul, jazz, and I got into, got into funk where I got a parliament tattoo on my chest, or parliament funkadelic. So I was I was a young guy, like, listening to all this, but I still, you know, my only, only real rap was was that, mm-hmm. was Gucci Mane. And then I started working at a record store. And that's when they were like, hey, check this tape out. Get you some better hip-hop. Because the guys I worked with were always coming in with Stussy gear. and uh, These guys knew a lot more about hip-hop, which I, I started getting some of that knowledge. They, uh, they got me into Wu-Tang, and I'm like, man, this shit. I was like, this came out in 93? These dudes are vicious, raw. Mm-hmm. All right. And it started getting me into more funk the samples so west coast the g-funk was where then i started gravitating towards because i'm like i I liked how it i like the i like the sound of it i like how it felt you know they're talking about doing all the shit i want to (laughs) do like like a snoop dog songs like uh doggy style that whole album i'm like yes i want to live that life i style (laughs) right but i always went back to wu-tang and then uh somehow got got sucked into Tribe Called Quest and noticed that they were very, very jazzy. And I go, you know, I'm a, uh, I'm a West Coast guy. I'm a West Coast guy. But mm-hmm. the more I started getting deeper into, into Wu-Tang, then you start seeing all the solo members. So my first purchase of a solo members record from, uh, from Wu-Tang was actually, it was a later Ghostface album. It was uh, Ghost Dini. Mm. So I mean, it was probably about 2010 ish around there, and then I started getting all of the uh, all the Ghostface albums that came out, like Apollo Kids, things like that. Then got Raekwon only built for the Cuban Links Part Two. That was the first one I got. Oh really? All yeah. Right. So so my way to getting back into it, I kind of worked my way backwards, and that's that's kind of how I ended up here. So then finally. You know, I, I I had I had gotten enough, gotten comfortable enough with all these artists, and I'm like, okay, now I'll go back and try the first couple records. And I think the one that the one that really really sunk me in was uh was what <laughs> one of my favorites. And me and you, we're gonna talk about our favorites. Was yeah yeah was ODB Brooklyn Zoo. <laughs> uh, as I, I wish I could be as smart to say that. It was Jizza Liquid Swords, which is another killer, killer album. But that Brooklyn Zoo, um, that's that particular song. For for some, every time I hear it, it was just it was the nastiest, filthiest beat, and it it grips me every single time. There's not a time I won't put that on, and it doesn't. It seriously feels exactly the same the first time I heard it. Every time I hear it, it's it's just one of them tracks and produced by RZA. Of course, yep. And it's one of, it's one of the best things though. Ain't, ain't it when it comes to music regardless honestly whether it's hip hop, country, R&B, it can always, especially if it's a dope joint, a fire track, it'll take you back to where you first listened to it, where it like first hit you. Oh you yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cuz like I could tell you the first time I heard Protect Your Neck. Mm. Cuz I was just like I remember listening to Protect Your Neck and I was like first of all I don't before Protect Your Neck, I don't remember I don't remember a hip hop track that went that long. You know what I'm saying? Because that was a long track because all of them was <laughs> yeah. rapping. You know what I'm saying? Because all yeah. of them were rapping. And uh that was one of I remember when my boy uh first started also he first started DJing. That was one of the, his first records that he purchased. And I remember then um on the flip side, it was um it was protecting Neg on one side, and then on the flip side was um was uh was Method Man. Oof. So it was like M E T H O D Man. You know what I'm saying? Like that that was a joint. And we used to it and I had another friend, as a matter of fact, who was a DJ, and I remember while I was in high school, you know what I'm saying? We used to chill in his bedroom like every day after school, begging him to make us a mixtape. And he'd be spending like I remember when um when Gangstar's Mass Appeal um, came out, you know what I'm saying? Oh. 
thing. You know what I'm saying? And listen yep. to Code of, Code of the Streets. Like, so listening to Guru and shit like that growing up, that it's, yeah, like, like I said, it's, it's funny how, how music, like you, you mentioned like you yourself, like you got into the music a little bit later on and worked your way backwards. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So that, that's kind of cool though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, it's, it's weird. Like we're both coming from different perspectives on it. Cause I grew up with it. Right. You know what I'm saying? I watched it. I watched it grow. And it's funny because you said you're you're more of a West Coast dude when it when it when it comes to it. Mm-hmm. And for for me, it was hard growing up to want to listen to anybody from the West. Like even though NWA was popping, even though uh, you know what I'm saying, uh when um Ice Cube was blowing up, yep. when Pac was blowing up, Dre was blowing up all over there, it was kind of hard to even regardless of how fire their tracks were it was hard to even want to listen to because i always grew up feeling like yo if if it it was only hip-hop if it came out of new york you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. but uh it's as i got older i started to appreciate it more but it's dope though to hear that you kind of worked your way back you know what i'm saying starting with whatever was whatever was popping at the time you started listening to it and then work your way back to like oh where did this come from Oh, and with this, what was this influenced by, and keep and keep going on because it's kind of like even with like um, whether it's rock or jazz, you hear a lot of guitar players tell you even now, like the dude that they got influenced by was was Jimmy, oh, Jimi yeah. Hendrix. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? So they even take it back. So it's kind of dope. Like I, 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 like I enjoy, I like my experience and how I experienced it because I lived in the in the mix. But it's dope listening to your perspective. And wonders, dang, like, would I have gotten into it if I would have started later on in life and worked my way back? Right. It, to me, it's it's fascinating that where you came up with it, and now I I, I might go way back. We still landed in the same place. So I exactly, mean, I, I, th- I think that speaks volumes on uh, really how good how good the music actually is. Something I want to mention to you, I just saw on Instagram tonight. I guess. Primo found a, a VHS tape of when Gangstar was on Soul Train, oh, and wow. playing Mass Appeal, and he's going to digitize it. I just saw it today, so I'm like, "Oh shit!" So, Soul Train, Soul Train was another big part of my life going growing up because my sister and I—I I can't remember if it was every—I think it was like either every Saturday or every Sunday morning, like in in New York at least. Um, we used to watch it every every. Like I said, I want to say Saturday morning. Like after Saturday morning cartoons, Soul Train would come on, and so we'd tune in to watch who was on and popping. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. And then and then um and then what was the what was always dope was Soul Train for us was kind of like what what MTV was for a lot of teenagers growing up. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh yeah. In the in the early 2000s, all through the 2000s, because we used to tune in tune into Soul Train to also not only hear them because they'd play only like one maybe two songs they they'd perform. The dope thing was like watching Don Cornelius interview them after they performed. Oh, yeah. it, Don Cornelius was I, I looked him up. He he had a very interesting life before he ended up where he was. And I I remember one of the first times I ever had an, an encounter of ever watching Soul Train. I remember it was like an infomercial when they were doing the buy all these nine 10 VHS tapes and I, I saw, I saw like this, this band, the Isley brothers, I'm like who, who the fuck, why are they dressed like that? And I go, wait a minute. I've seen this record before. And I know my dad had an Isley brothers record and it didn't look like any of his other records that he had. So I, I asked him about it. I go, you know, he had a lot of, uh, a lot of pretty basic rock from, 80s the eddie monies the stuff you had to had to get you know just to just when the ladies come over you know, see so had something to play and, and a couple <laughs> other random records you work at a record store it was every uh it, basically his collection looked exactly the same as every other blue collar guy growing up in this area at that time there's there's nothing special in there except that record and uh, he actually had a Richard Pryor record too. And I asked him, I was like, so what, why this, who are these Isley brothers? And we, he played it. And I, 
I was just like, what, why is this in your collection? It sounds really good. I was what, like nine or 10. And later on, he told me the story of how he got into him. He was, uh, he was working on a construction crew and the guys were always playing music, you know, playing their music. And this, uh, this guy they're working with this black guy goes, Hey man, can, can we listen to like something I like, <laughs> you know, cause we're just here. <laughs> we're just hearing all this stuff and they go, yeah, sure. Go ahead grab music. And he played it, and they said all the guys were working. Next thing they know, they're like, "Okay, so so who is this playing now? The the, the Isley Brothers? All right, gotta gotta go get that record." So that's how my dad went out and got it. I guess some guy convinced him that it was that it was his turn to enlighten him to new music, and boom, off he went. So it's funny that guy got my dad that record, and then got me interested. Now I'm a I love the Isley Brothers. Like I could tell you. Ernie Isley is one of my favorite guitar players of all time. He's just see, that's you know, they've up. what they did was was very cool. And later on, you know, you start seeing Ronald Isley as Mister Biggs. <laughs> yeah, see, but that see that that's a funny thing because like um, that's another thing hip hop did for me um was put me on to music I didn't necessarily mm. listen to. You know what I'm saying? Because especially when when the Bad Boy family, when when Diddy, when P Diddy, with with Biggie and all of the 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 art and a lot of the artists on the Bad Boy label, um, Diddy was sampling a lot of people from a lot of different genres. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So um, you had what what was it? Um, what what was Biggie's song that they sampled? I think it was Between the Sheets. Yeah, they, they, they sampled, sampled the Isley Brothers. So it's like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Dang, what is the name that, of that song? Dang, to all the ladies in the place with style and grace, allow me to lace these. Yeah, you know I'm what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Oh, In Between the Sheets was the Isley song. Yeah, yeah. You said that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But um, but then it was it was stuff like that growing up as a black kid. Like, I didn't know about. Because also, I was the son of. I am the son of two immigrants. You know what I'm saying? My dad's Haitian and my mom's Cuban. You know what I'm saying? So they, honestly, this is going to sound weird, but they love them some country music. Like, growing up, they always kept the, the, the radio station on the a, a New York City country <laughs> music station, right? Which then, later on, that station ended up changing their, their format, and they started playing, like, light music. So it was weird because I didn't really listen to that. But even though my parents had it playing a lot, and then a lot of artists that, um, like, um, who who else can I put to? Even outside of, oh, check it out. So um, I'm a, even though it's not hit necessarily hip hop, but Michael oh, yeah. Jackson. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? In in Beat It, you know what I'm saying? I learned who Van Halen yeah. was from Beat It because I was like, Yo, who's that playing the guitar? Oh, R.I.P. You know what I'm saying? Eddie. And yep. it and it. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, like, even now, like, Mike, when, when he passed last week, you know, was it this it week? Was last it week, was yeah. last week, right? W- yeah, when Eddie passed, I could tell my kids, like, oh, you remember the song Beat It that we always listen to in the car and stuff like that? And the guy playing the guitar, they were like, yeah. I was like, that was the guy playing the guitar. And they're like, oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? So, it's it's funny that with, with Michael Jackson introducing me to Eddie Van Halen all those years then... I could, I from then on, I could go to appreciate a lot of other, um, you know, artists outside of hip hop music. You know, say I could le- years later uh, appreciate appreciate a uh, slash from Guns mm-hmm. N' Roses. I'd be like, yo, that dude, that dude is like wicked, <laughs> wicked yeah. on the guitar. You I, know what I'm saying? And what I what what I but. think is just for me getting into my the, the hip hop I I like is there is oh you can always tell that whatever these guys are doing there's always an appreciation for for every other genre of music you know there's it a lot of a lot of the new rap which i work with a lot of young kids i say i call them young kids they're four years younger than me <laughs> so young kids <laughs> I, 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 I'm, try, I'm trying to make myself the the grizzled old vet <laughs> but i'm not you know I'm like four years older than them but they listen to a lot of shit like uh, the Suicide Boys, uh, if that's your guys' thing, it's it is what it is. I I I can't personally get into it. These guys vibe with it, but a lot of they'll listen to today. I had to listen to a lot of uh, a lot of Twenty One Savage. I like I get it. 
it is what it is, but there's but there's no absolutely no substance behind this. When it's I'll I'll go play music and especially like like take a take a liquid swords track. Uh or take the track Liquid Swords, that how they, they sampled the Kung Fu movies before. On this Twenty One Savage yeah. thing, what the only thing he did that was really cool is he had Morgan Freeman kind of narrate some some stuff. Uh, other than that, mm-hmm. I just it, it was the same song he's put out. But when they use these kung fu movie samples, uh, Wu Tang did it a lot in a, a lot of the solo projects. There's always like little skits and stories that just really help add to the atmosphere of the of the album. And I think that, and they can always add other elements to to things like other let's add some guitars here and just to because if you want to get really dark then you start throwing in like a heavy metal guitar riff or or something like that so i was like there's there's more of an appreciation for a lot of hip-hop that i listen to and maybe that's why i gravitate towards it i'm not saying what i listen to is better than anybody's If, if if it makes you feel good go for it if I if I if I try if you like the Suicide Boys, but that that's your shit, they vibe it. Also, email me at strangestevemo at gmail dot com. I forgot to forgot to plug that. If you need to contact either of us <laughs> for for any reason, I, <laughs> I forgot. But but that's just that's just me. I I don't know. I nah. You're you're not you're not the you're not the only one, bro. Because. Sometimes I feel like I'm that that OG cat that's just complaining about, like I feel like, you know, it's like, oh, you kids don't know nothing about <laughs> real hip hop, and did it, you know what I'm saying? Like that old head, because it's like I'm the same way. Um, and it's funny, it's a lot of these newer artists these days I don't listen to, I almost refuse to listen to, unless I happen to catch them on an interview or something like that. Like, hey, um, tell, tell me it's the ASAP like, gang because I had no idea like ASAP Ferg and ASAP Rocky. I, I had kind of heard a couple things. They were on a Wu Tang documentary, and I'm like, in the way that they're explaining how the music made them, I'm like, holy shit! Why why am I not listening to these guys? See, these guys know what they're talking. You know, you know what's funny is I I haven't I can't I haven't really listened to them. Like uh, you know, yo people are gonna probably like want to put a hole in my head, but. I honestly didn't listen to anything by Nipsey Hussle until I'm he I'm the passed. same way, I, to be honest and, with you. <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, I happened to after he passed, somebody played an interview by that I forgot who he was. Oh, um, on we have this radio station out here. I don't know if you're familiar with Charlemagne <laughs> the God. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Breakfast Club. Yeah, clothes. yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So that's out. That's out here. Power 105 is here. And so I happened to listen to a, a replay of an interview with him. I was like, dude. I was like, damn, that cat sounded deep. I was like, I wonder if that came through in his music. And then I went yeah. back and I listened to his music. Then that's the same thing with I wasn't um I wasn't fucking with Wiz Khalifa at all. You know what I'm saying? And um I happened to hear last year Wiz Khalifa on a Joe Rogan episode, a Joe Rogan podcast episode. And I was like, yo, I was like, all right, this dude is more than just hip hop. You know what I'm saying? And I started listening to his shit. It, and it's because, like, I guess I'm biased. I and again, people might might think I, I'm stupid. I'm an idiot for doing it, but maybe I'm just old fashioned and I'm stuck in my '90s era <laughs> boom bap hip hop. You know what I'm saying? But I, like, listen, if if there's ever and anyone listening to to it, yo, you could shoot me. A, you could find me on Instagram. I, I know it's too early probably no, in the episode to put it, but you can find me on it. You can find me on Instagram at Urban Archery NYC. Shoot me a DM and be like, yo, Cliff. You need to listen to this track. I don't care if it's a if it's a no name rapper. Like I'm open to listen to them, but if somebody recommends it, it's gonna be rare if I really venture out and um on on my own and and you know and seek out some new hip hop music. Like um like I'm still big. Are you are you uh I'll still listen to a lot of old shit by uh Joel. Oh Ortiz. okay, yep, yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's an he's another to me like your dude is fire. You know what I'm saying? Um, like even yeah, man, I'm the type of dude that I gotta listen to. If I'm gonna play an album, I really, really wanna listen um from from the first track to the last track. And if it's a, if it's worth anything, it's got bonus track like oh, hidden yeah. bonus tracks oh, that yeah. you gotta like you gotta let it let it play and be like, Oh shit, he blessed us with some bonus track. Yep, that's you know that, what I'm saying? that's my thing. But, I, um, I I think something that else is lost and this happened i'm not blaming anybody here 
that is putting out records now. Like, this is how you have to make money. But, you know, as soon as the, and this is the era I grew up, the, the, the fucking ringtone rappers where you have, like, Soldier Boy. Like, I, it was, it was good. It was uh, like, you text that commercial, it's 39 cents, and you can get cranked that Soldier Boy, which I'm not going to lie, though. If, if that song comes on, I, I I'm I'm in a good mood. <laughs> Yo, son, he 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 was he was smart. So like, like I'm not going front. Granted, granted, his music was like really kind of gimmicky, but yo, it did it. Like Soldier Boy comes on, and you you doing soup, you doing yeah, Superman. So, you know what I'm saying? Just, do you know what um, Superman you know what that hoe means? <laughs> <laughs> okay, hey, hey. I'll get disgusted <laughs> on my own. I'm not going to bury but, you with me, but uh, if no, 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 no. But, but it's, but it's, but it's like, but if you, but if you, if if you think about it though, like he was one of those. He said it in an interview, and I, and I believe I want to say about a year ago he said it in an interview, and I looked it up back then too. I think he was one of the first. No, actually, he wasn't the first one because you had, but he was claiming to be like one of the first ones to really capitalize on, like, even though. His song was kind of commercial and gimmicky to really have a dance, like having everybody do the dance associated with it. And I'm like, well, not really. Maybe at that point it had been a while, but like people forget, you know what I'm saying? You had digital underground with yep. the empty dance. I gave Shock G a cigarette. You, yeah, you know I gave Shock G a cigarette once. I Yes, you told me that. Told me tell me that story again. Cause cause I'm like, how does this do from the Midwest? <laughs> Like running well, to shot G. So he was you know playing at this venue, and I'd seen this venue is insane. It's it's one of my favorite places ever to see a live band. Like I've seen a lot of a lot of guys there. Uh, actually, a guy just recently passed away. I saw him there, like uh, Justin Towns Earl, open for Jason Isbell. So it's like okay, you know, you, you see a lot of like different acts come through. Well, there was a string of two summers where, and I'm not shitting you, I saw. I saw Naughty by Nature, which, by the way, someone else had a had a dance associated with the song. A hip hop hooray arm. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So you know I saying? saw. Uh, let's see. I, I saw Naughty by Nature, Dos Effects, Slick oh, wow. Rick, Rockin, nice, nice, and Shock G. Uh, I think they build it as Digital Underground. And in between that, in between that, mm. I missed Diggable Planets. I did miss that show. That I know. It's, oh, another it sucked. I missed that one. But wow. so that it, with the with the with the Shock G show when he was coming in, <laughs> I I saw so I saw the guy that runs all the shows. He went and picked him up from the airport, and it's still daylight. I showed up there a little early just so I could get a bite to eat. And get something to drink, and this is down in the an area called the District, uh, Rock Island. It's where shit, and then I, that's where all the bars are. So that's where you go if you want to meet some girls, whatever. But he's coming in, and I'm out smoking a cigarette, and he walks up to me and he goes, "Hey, brother, can I get a cigarette?" I'm like, "Yeah, no problem. I'm a big fan of your work." And I, I swear to God, he never even looked at me. And he goes, "Thanks." And then he took the cigarette and he goes, "You got a lighter?" And I go, "Yeah." And I gave him the lighter, and he just then he looked at me. So thank you, and walked off with the lighter and the cigarette, and just walked inside. <laughs> what the, <laughs> what? the dude stole, he stole like, your lighter. You got you got I, bullied and, by and, If he went out back <laughs> to go smoke that cigarette, that he did, but I never, I never saw him smoke that cigarette. So I, <laughs> I wonder. And I guess I've heard that he was a he, he was kind of a goofball, cool dude. So I wonder if he was just like, man, I want to fuck with this kid, <laughs> you know, and, and get one over him. Boy, which Probably. is which is amazing, dude. I th- th- that was such a great show. He, I met the and I, man. I wish I, I wish I knew the name, but this guitar player was coming in, and if I'm not mistaken, he was the guy that was laying down all the tracks for Dangerous Crew. So, mm-hmm. uh, I I never really got his name because we only spoke briefly, and then he was like, "Hey, I gotta go set up." Yada yada, this that and the other, and go do his own thing. But if, if I'm not saying he was either a member or he was the studio guy. And then if they went out live and needed a live guitar solo or whatever, he was, he was the guy is what I gathered. I could be wrong. It was a couple years ago, but 
that was my uh, that was my shock G cigarette story. Now, mm. I had I had I had a uh, somewhat similar uh, story with Fat Joe. I didn't give him a lighter <laughs> or a cigarette or anything like that, but I happened to be at a, a nightclub in um in Manhattan and whatnot, and um I knew a couple of bouncers in the club, so they got me into the VIP section. And I had had some females, you know, all over me, like, "Oh, can you get me in the VIP section?" So I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> then this mo- then this motherfucker, Fat Joe, shows up, starts buying up bottles and shit, and all of a sudden, I'm like, "I'm old news, be like all the chicks are like, oh, Fat Joe is here, Fat Joe is here.'" Like for what was that? I just I just le- left VIP and because I'm I didn't have money like that, you know, you know, with a freaking bottle of like. Any liquor for that matter. Oh, they're VIP like three grand, right? For bottle service. Re- yeah, I like for 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 a bottle for a bottle. I could go to the liquor store right now. What time is it? Eleven thirty. Yeah, I could go to the liquor store right now. Pay fifty dollars <laughs> for like a bottle of Henny. Shit's gonna be like yep. six seven hundred dollars in the damn club. Hey, what like, the fuck? That why, is freaking ridiculous? Why is Henny? Because you always it hear about how ridiculous. expensive it is. There, it's still fucking expensive here. They actually carried a. Casey's in, in the middle of Parkview, Iowa. They got the head dog, which I'm I'm excited about. But they got, but it's still like fifty bucks. Like Jesus, crack them up, man. <laughs> I I honestly don't know what the deal is because yo, I may get I may get shit for saying this, and I may be the only black man to say this, but I'm not a no? Hennessy drinker. Nah, man, like. I'll shoot some whiskey, uh, some whiskey, some, some, um, what do you call? It? Cause I love me some, uh, some Jack, some, some black label, Ooh, yeah. some red label. Um, you know what I'm saying? But, um, some tequila, um, and I keep it simple with, with a beer too, but I've never been into Henny. Like, like I could drink it. Don't get me wrong. But like, it's like, it's one of those, you know, not, not to perpetuate a stereotype, but, I go to if well, when I was younger or whatever, like my boys would be like, "Yo, we're gonna hit the liquor store. We're gonna get we're gonna get this henny. We're gonna get this henny." And I'd be like, "For what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Get a get a bottle of Cuervo. Get a bottle of Patron. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But but it's it's I I honestly can't tell you tell you why it's henny. Maybe maybe it's because within the hip hop culture, like that was pushed heavy. You feel me? I think me? so. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But uh, and it's. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I drink it, like like con- con- cognac has always been the shit. But you know, yeah, and, and I <laughs> going, you know, yeah, hanging you know out saying? with the the cats that I was hung out with high school was hilarious because there's these dudes that I, I remember this night. They this kid's grandma used to live in this house, so they took over, and it was guys that they were older than me, but uh, I still <laughs> I still remember this night. I went and took these dudes to like. I was walking to my car. I was going to go get something. And they were like, yo, Stevie Moe, come on inside. I'm like, all right. And they had some females. And they were going to another party with more females. So I didn't drink anything. I'm taking them. And Mark is feeling himself, my buddy Mark. And when I had to take these guys home, like, I, I had a little bit to drink. But, man, I was not. It was just I had enough where I was I was done for and i woke up hung over for work the next day and i didn't know that mark had spilled this bottle a whole bottle of hennessy in the back of my car so when i'm getting so when i'm oh. trying to go to, drive to work in the morning just you know not feel like that liquor hangover and a smell that it was like <laughs> oh, oh i'm Lord. surprised I, oh, and to, to be honest i'm surprised i still drink the shit to this day but oh it was <laughs> <laughs> that was bad, dude. dude see i'm i'm the type i'm the type depending on what what it was i got fucked up on like if i got fucked up really bad on some some liquor or beer even like whatever brand it was i was drinking mm-hmm. that night i'd have to i'd have to hold off on it for a couple like i'd have to switch up like if it was whiskey i got fucked up on that one night it'd be like another month or two before i could even oh, smell yeah. whiskey so I could only I could only imagine what that was like the very next day. You're sniffing up all that henny mm, on the way to work. I'm on. I'm uh, boy. I'm working on going a month month sober. I uh, I I gotta mm. I gotta cut out drinking because I'm so close to like my goal weight. But I feel like I'm just taking all these empty calories. I'm like ah, I don't need to do that. So yeah, I'm mm. just sipping on uh, some green tea and some diet coke tonight. Oh, oh that's what's up. That's what's up. Wrecked. No, but I. <laughs> no 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 i feel you i feel you but um you know what's funny is a thing for me was while i drink i've never been like when it 
for me, when it was when I was coming up, it was all about the ladies, son. So like, if we was in the club, like my boys was always about like, yo, they wanted to get shit faced, they wanted to get fucked up. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? For me, I was just like, yo, I'm just looking for the females because I'd rather be, I'd rather let you get fucked up and be a babbling idiot when it comes to talking to the females, just so I look that that much smoother when I start talking. <laughs> like, to you're a you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Damn right, ain't no shame in my game. Nah, but like I was, o- I was always like, I was always like, um, my peoples would be like, "Yo, what party is jumping?" I'd be like, "I don't know." They'd be like, "Where you headed to?" I'm, I was like, "I'm headed wherever the females are going." So like, we could have been on a train headed into Manhattan, right? And and be like, "Yo, we have this one club in mind." Like, I think one night, one night we were going to the Copa, right? Mm-hmm. And um, um, that, that you you do you remember the song at the Copa? Copa that back yep. in the day, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So that's the club I'm talking about. Oh so no shit, we the Copa. So I'm like, um, yeah, the Copa was around for a minute, a minute. But um, so we were on the train heading to the Copa, and um, yo, it had to be like a group of like six or seven chicks, all bad, Steve. Like all bad. I'm talking at this time. I'm in like, you know, mid twenties or whatever. But bad, bad chicks, right? And and my boys are like, yeah, are we going to this spot. They're like, oh, we going over here. I'm like, all right. I was like, so we we changing our right our plans, right, fellas? Because they're going here, and they seem to be eyeballing us and feeling us. We're going to where, wherever they're going. And I remember I was rolling maybe like four or five deep with my boys. Yo, me and my other people, because my boys were still like, no, nah, no, nah, we're going to Copa. I was like, all right, fuck Copa. I'm going where they're going. You know what I'm saying? And me and my, yep. well, my other boys, we, we split up. We met up again later that night, but we split up and we followed the chicks to Copa and we had a good time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but now, I, it, it, it is what it is. Yeah, and I got, and I got to ask you too. I, I remember, well, because you've told me this, but I, I, want, I want you to explain to the people how it is. Now, during those club days, how, how wild would, they get, would the clubs get when Annie Up came on? Dude, you couldn't get on the dance floor. All right, so you know you know what mosh pits are today. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's so. Like a black crowd into what a mosh pit looks like today. Like like any up came on, every female knew to leave the dance floor, or they were gonna get hurt. <laughs> hey, you're kind of you're kind of cutting it. You still with me? Uh-oh. Oh, you, you still with me? Yeah, yeah, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Okay, yeah, I was like, it, it started, like, it started bugging out, like, it was like, doom, 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 doom. It's probably like... <laughs> no, 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 I was, I was sorry about no, that. It could be my, my signal kind of, or whatnot. It's probably one of our network settings here. <laughs> it's Yeah, probably, probably. Did they just... I'm no, you're sorry, good. You're bro. all good. They uh, they just unleashed the uh, unleashed the five G. Basically, what, the last thing I heard was the females knew to leave the dance club, and then it just yeah yeah the the, the dance floor. So, oh yeah, because Annie up came on. Even if a dude was like at the bar, or if a dude was posted up against the wall sitting somewhere, Annie up came on. Yo, every dude got up on the dance floor and started just all right. Remember the Onyx video for Slam? Oh yeah. With all the dudes <laughs> jumping up and down, yep. that was how that's how it was when Andy up came on. You're know saying like it, you 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 think that all these dudes were about to to go fight for the heavyweight title of the world. You hear know what I'm saying? And they were getting amped up for that. <laughs> I I'm I, I don't think I would have survived. I would have been like, I'm just here for a drink, and then you know what I mean? It's getting ready to go down. Fuck Master Flex. Like uh, I I can I get that Flex. drink together? Oh. <laughs> Yo, funk flex you, funk flex you, to rip it every um every Friday and Saturday night. There's this club in um in Lower Manhattan called the Palladium. Oh that, yeah, yeah, you could find you could find him there every Friday and Saturday night, bro. That was dope. That that's a nice a nice little memory there. I used to get go there. I went first, like I was under age, and um and I did my best one night, like me and my boys, and uh we got in because I was I was under twenty one. You know, snuck out my crib on a Friday night, made it out into the city, and uh, and what you not, and what you, I shit you not, just 
was able to get in a get into a nightclub, and I felt like the fucking man. <laughs> Dude, that's the that's the shit. I uh, I want to get into because we had discussed this having top five albums. We uh, yeah, uh, man. I believe we're, we're gonna do this, but I think we're yes. gonna make people wait here for a little bit. So give me, now give me, because we got we got a few minutes left. Now I want you to give me five and four. You know what I mean? If you if you got time, get run into them because uh, I, I want to hear you growing up and coming up, and then still to this day, I want to hear number uh, no. Jared, just go into whatever you can get. All right, bet bet. So um. All right, so for me, the criteria for any any album, like uh, like I listen to the singles and whatnot, but uh, for whole albums, like I gotta want to listen to every single track on there. So, um, what might surprise folks in my top five is um the Fugees, the album on um, oh, yeah. score. Um, you know, it had that track "Ready or Not," um, "Ready or Not," "Here I Come." you can't hide you know what i'm saying like that that track that album came out actually while i was in the marine i remember and um and that was a little a little taste song hey right, cliff you're you're breaking up again uh oh i got you still hey you hear me now you hear me now <laughs> yeah yeah all we heard was uh all right or was you the song came out when you're in the marine corps uh yeah you said so, ready or not, right? Yeah. So, because tracks, I I remember I remember listening to that album like just front to back and just kept playing it over and over again. And one of the things that hit home for me is Haitian and whatnot. Um, was you know that Wyclef and Praz were Haitian. You know what I'm saying? They they and they were from like they I believe they were all from Jersey. I know Lauren Hill was from New Jersey. Um, I don't know about Praz and and Wyclef. I don't remember, but I knew Praz and Wyclef would definitely hate. Right? Hey, we're getting um, I we're getting some uh, some nasty nasty uh, disconnection here. So, what I want to do is I want to put a a pin in this for for a little bit, and I do want to touch on this again. But uh, what we'll is- uh, we'll maybe try. And- we should try and reconnect here in a here in a few, and see what we can do. But uh, if this is the second episode so far, hey, this is this is a fun one. <laughs> this is a fun one. Of course, but uh, yeah, yes, we'll, agreed, uh, agreed, we'll, agreed. we'll wrap that up here. For stay tuned for uh, for part two.